2: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details.
3: All right, here we go. It's showtime, folks. Wake up, Daddy Show.
4: Welcome. Welcome, dads, moms, parents, even Bristol Palin. Why? Because that bitch likes to get it and get all up in that. It's a... uh,
0: podcast. She is is an abstinence spokesperson. How dare you, Bauer?
4: That's the part that I like the best. She's like, no, I was planning on getting pregnant. Really? What about the abstinence part? What about that part where you're just not supposed to have sex? Like, oh, I mean, I, I meant to not have sex unless you're just dire, you're in a dire need to get pregnant. Then it's okay. Then it's all right. Let's do that. Like, like this was that one miracle time cause where she's like, right now, I've been, I've been timing my ovaries. I've been timing the egg. Like, I know that if there's a window of about three to four minutes right now that if, I, if, a, if some random guy just gets all up in me, I'm finally going to live that dream of mine to have another kid. Like, this, like it's a, like it's the angels of, oh, her mom was like, yes, you should do that. Like, it was everything just played out perfectly for the woman who says, don't fuck Before you're married, (laughs) and for the second time, second time. So even I, I would. I'm sorry, I'm so rough on you there, Bristol. But even welcome to you, my dear. Um, it's the Dad's Home podcast. I'm Bauer. That's the sweet nasty Chris Cause. And the title of this article is. It kind of threw me for a loop, especially on the heels of um a week now has passed since my daughter's uh softball tournament wrapped up, and thus the end of her season. And thus, because it was a short six-week season of softball, which why play that longer in the middle of summer? Why why do more than that? Why uh, she's I actually got
0: started maybe a little earlier in the spring?
4: Yeah, no, not really. No, could because we had quite a, a, a lengthy winter. Uh, spring didn't really start as quickly as we wanted it to up here up north. But I I understand fall ball is around the corner, and she's going to play some fall ball. She's really liking it this year, so all things are good. But the title of this article states. Why you should always skip your kids' baseball games. Now, before we get into it, because I'm wondering, just on that alone, any thoughts from you as to why you should always skip your kids' baseball games?
0: Uh, what direction see, do you think this guess, is going to go? Yeah, what I mean, direction? I, I, if I were to guess the reasons why I should skip my kids' baseball game, uh, it uh, develops a neuroses mm. for them later on in life. That they always need to strive to do better to prove themselves to their dad. Okay, is that,
4: uh, is that possible? So is it is it is it one of the uh, trying to live? You're trying to live vicariously through your kids, so you put x amount of pressure on them because you always wanted to be the star of T-ball. I don't. I'm not.
0: See, I don't. I I don't do that, so it's difficult for me to. I I, I guess there are people who do that. I mean, you watch. The uh, the stage parents, and you'll see uh, some of the pressure they're put on kids, and then we've got a whole TV specials, yeah, uh, yes, TV yes. series uh, based on uh, those parents.
4: Yes, we do. Uh,
0: you know, uh, did I more drinking time? I, I mean, I don't. What what else would there be that's a positive from uh, missing your kids' baseball? Game?
4: Well, uh, let's listen in a little bit here and see. I'm gonna I, I, again. This is. It's shocking to me that you should always miss your kids' baseball game, but let's see why, as the case may be here in this this clip.
5: PBS NewsHour tradition essays on television. We kick off again with author and father Daniel Pink. Tonight, he speaks to families and their child athletes. America has a problem with youth sports, and this problem has a name two names, actually mom and dad. But the real issue isn't what you might think. Now, we already know that some sports parents are completely nuts, like mothers who sue the league when their precious progeny don't get enough playing time, or hyper-competitive fathers who got cut from their high school team and are now taking revenge by threatening volunteer referees or barking at preteen girls. Now, the deeper concern might be with all the other parents the good ones, the nice ones, parents like me, who come to games and cheer for the players and shout, it's okay, when our sons and daughters strike out. We're part of the problem too. And it's time for us to get out of the way. For the sake of our children, let's ban parents, all parents, not just the wackos, from attending most of their kids' games. Let's step off the sidelines and climb down from the bleachers and make youth sports a parent free zone. All right, let's pause that right there. Okay.
0: Because we're making it acceptable to strike out
5: because
0: um, they're not able to perform up to their level of expectation because we're there?
4: I I um I'm gonna just the presence say, of a
0: parent is making too much pressure.
4: I th- I'm gonna say this. I think where he's gonna go with this is is kind of a concern that sports sports fans have. That you, I think you and I have talked about this before as well. I think where he's gonna go, and I don't know, I haven't seen this. I think where he's gonna go is he's gonna kind of turn here and say that the fact that parents feed into what the leagues are doing, which is that, and maybe the that the reason the leagues are doing that. We don't keep score. There's no records. Uh, Up until literally my daughter's tournament that she had last weekend, and this was such an incredible shock to the girls, they hadn't been striking out. They'd been getting pitched to during the entire season, but there was no strikeout. You just kept swinging away, you know, the 15, 20 times that this poor little girl who could barely hold a bat because she was so tiny is trying to just fucking hack away at a ball. And missing by miles, no matter how close the pitcher got to drop a, a little arc in front of her, um, you just keep going. You just keep going. There was no score at the end of every girl on your team at that at-bat in that inning. Uh, then that girl, no matter where she hit it, would just run around the bases and touch home. Right. And that was it. And then you go into the, the bottom half of the inning or top half of the inning.
0: Yeah. And exactly so, I did the same thing when you played T-ball a couple of years ago. It was everybody on that team, on that side, bats, and then, like you change the order, you bump down one the next inning, and correct. You know, and you just you, you pitch until, you know, at first you started with the T, and then as, over the season you're yeah. progressing. When the kids are ready, then you can you know throw the the,
4: the heater, like yeah. Boss, um, <laughs> so you can throw at their head. So here's here's the thing, though. <laughs> What's well, your plate? I, I think mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what he's going to do here is I think he's going to say that it's because of those parents that that. The leagues have taken on this concept that we're not keeping score. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody wins. Uh, and, and thus, maybe the kids aren't learning the aspect of um, that you need to improve, uh, how to improve, how to bounce back from something. Uh, like my daughter, for instance, as an example, and I don't know that this is the direction. We should probably listen to this before I tell my story. So let's, let's listen to what this guy says, and then I've got a story to, to talk about that very thing for my daughter and this, uh, this tournament she was
5: in. Not- Hear me out on this. In many places, attending your kids' sporting events has somehow become a leading indicator of parental awesomeness. Can't stay late today, gotta go to Maria's soccer match. I haven't missed one of Billy's basketball games for three years. Good for you. But is it really good for your kids? If we feel like we're investing our time and attention, don't we then expect some kind of return? No. From a ten-year-old who's hitting a ball with a stick? What few of us well-meaning parents realize, but that any professional athlete will tell you, is that when kids look to us on the sidelines for approval or consolation or even orange slices, part of them is distracted from what really counts. The mastery of something difficult, the obligations to teammates, the game itself. Hold on a second. So, if, whoa, whoa! whoa. If, if what I'm if what I'm
4: hearing here is, and this has ha- I'm sure that it's happened for Zach as well. It's happened for my daughter, where they're in between innings, or she made the last out of the last inning, and now her team's back up again. So she's she may or may not hit that inning, depending on the situation. She just comes over, and says, "Hey, what's going on?" Grabs herself a goldfish snack because she's hungry in the middle of the game, or a gulp of water from her squeeze bottle or something. Somehow that. Because she's not spending every waking second in the dugout with her team, talking—I'm guessing—with uh, other eight-year-old girls about Princess Sophia. I don't—I don't know. Like that for some reason, that's breaking down the concept of team play.
0: I was—I <clears throat> was the assistant coach on Zach's team, and I was trying to get them all corralled. And you try and get them kind of sitting on the bench so sure. they realize these are just the general order of yes. how. The team go. I mean, this is really early stages. Yeah, <clears throat> but I'm trying to figure out how that would be detrimental to him in any way. I mean, do you feel yes, like in doing to that pressure on him to do better? But when I weigh that up against him doing like the martial arts that he has, that I don't go to. Yeah, you know that's that's where he goes, and he between after school or now he's in the summer camp, and you know I don't go to that. But he's progressing really slowly along (laughs)
3: those guys, (laughs) right?
0: Well, and because if I'm not there helping him, maybe pushing him a little bit farther, and he's just going at "Uh, I just want to play with my trucks with with my friends or my transformers, then how is that helping?
4: I yeah, and and I would also question. I wonder then if you're as as the assistant coach there and helping with Zach's teams and kind of. Keeping some semblance of order for these kids who, you know, they're kids. They wanna they wanna go play in the sand in the dirt, and then in a minute also go. Yeah. If I'm not up at bat, what, what the fuck am I doing down here? Which other people who play baseball say to themselves and generally just chew seeds and talk trash and wager, according to Pete Rose. But here's the point I want to make: is that did was there a point where you felt like Zach was missing out on something because of he's sitting on the bench? Like did did that did that. Did that influence a more universal team spirit? Um, did that become a, a detriment? Did he did he get angry with you because you were forcing everybody to kind of be? There as a team and a cohesive unit because I find it hard to at, believe. At one
0: point, I'm trying to literally stop four of them from climbing the walls exactly. inside the dugout. Exactly. I mean, it was you know you want to sit here, you want to cheer your teammates on, yeah, you know, try and get tell uh, tell you know Caleb to go get a hit, right? You know, those are the things that you want to do. Takes you know, take a swig of Gatorade, right? Take, you know, that that's fine, but you want him to cheer for you, right? So you should cheer for him, and right. so. And I, you try and instill that in, in everybody so that, you know, and then at the same time, try and actually put the catcher gear on the one kid <laughs> oh, who's going to do catcher next inning, Right, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, those are the, you know, or when you're out in the field, you have to, you know, try and get them to expect the ball is going to come to you. Right. Really want the ball to come to you. Right. Because, you know, if you should inspire that early, then you won't have the guys who are on my softball team. Like, <laughs> what do I do with it?
4: <laughs> come on, Brad, run up to the ball, fucker.
0: <laughs> Go get it. Go
4: get it, Brad. It's not going to well, make. What it do I do years. with it?
0: Where do I throw it now? I was like, oh my god.
4: <laughs> what are you? <laughs> you ate? should have
0: that conversation with yourself before. All right, I digress.
4: <laughs> Where's my cutoff, man? Stop it, Brad. Stop it.
0: So I, I don't understand how me, my wife would come and sit in the stands and watch. Yeah. And he, you know, I, I, I think ultimately he gets frustrated, I think in the same way that he got frustrated when we went to the driving range, he's like, he would hit the ball eventually, and then and then be like, but it didn't go in the hole. Yeah. And you're like, buddy, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, I just hit it, how far did I just hit yeah. it? It didn't go in the hole. Yeah,
4: if I had a dollar for every time it didn't go in the hole, I'd be a very wealthy man.
0: <laughs> we'd, be, yeah, we'd own
4: this golf we'd course. Own this, would be, this would be the cost <laughs> golf course.
0: So, I mean, I think that happened, that Kids, I think a lot of kids today don't like to do things that are hard. And it, and there are so many things out there now that if you don't like doing something that you're not instantly fantastic at, right. that you kind of just go, meh. <laughs> and then you move on to something else. And, and so, I mean, baseball is difficult. Yeah. You're hitting a round ball with a round bat that's being thrown at. I mean, it is. It, yeah. Golf is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And all of those things take time to master and when you could just turn it off and play Skylanders.
4: Right, right, right. When you can play Candy Crush. Who needs anything else? Let's listen more of what, uh, what uh, Daniel Pink has to say.
5: There in our folding chairs can prevent children from standing on their own two feet. If they succeed in the field, they, not us, deserve the joy. If they fail, and they will a lot. They, not us, have to figure out how to respond. Maybe that's why research has shown that organized sports inhibit kids' creativity, but pickup games actually enhance it. Besides- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa <laughs> how do whoa, you know does that happen? Wait, how does- I'm whoa, confused. Whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> whoa.
0: Now, we're just talking creativity because if kids play organized sports that have rules, they're not making them up. Right. That's true. I, I believe that. Yeah. And when they just- play around with their friends and make up things that that increases their creativity because it forces them to make up their own rules i get that yeah but that's not what we should be talking about here you're not signing up to play baseball
4: for its creativity no and i would also suggest this that if you are playing a pickup game and and i distinctly remember cause when i was uh and i was just telling this to my daughter this morning that when i was a kid and we could barely get together maybe three or four other kids to play baseball in the summertime. Sure. Everybody was off on their own doing their yeah. things with families. But it was a dream come true if you got two other kids to play and you would we'd go over to the, the school baseball field and we would put the big giant drum garbage cans that were on either side of the dugout, yeah, we'd move yeah. one on a second base and then put one out in center field and go, okay, we're only playing on the left field side of things here. So your hits sure. can only go there. If you hit it to the, to the right side, it's going to be a foul ball. It's not going to count. So we would take the rules that were already involved in baseball and you just alter them creatively, but you alter them, but you're not creating entirely new rules. You're just making up, you're just altering the ones and making the field smaller. You're making, in essence, a wiffle ball field.
0: I was gonna say with wiffle ball, you do that. You put the chair behind yeah. home plate. Yes, and you know when you zip it in, and yep. if it hits anywhere in the chair, that's a strike. Right. Th- those are the things that you make up. And you could play one on one. You have ghost runners and all the rest Absolutely. of that stuff. Absolutely. And
4: uh, those are all creative. That was creative to me. Are you kidding? We would we would we found the one street in our neighborhood that would end at a T. So that way, if we so that you know it's the street and then the street that crosses it. That way, we would have a home run derby. We would use the tennis balls and the wooden bat and one pitcher and then you had the hitter and you had a a, a, a chair back there whatever it was and you were just yeah. doing home run derby. How many home runs could you hit over that sidewalk on the far side To I mean, that you're being creative about it. You're, you're just so taking the that, rules I and mean, applying it. Or is it. that
0: literally his point? His point is when you have to make up those games that that forces your creativity. But I'm not signing my son up to play baseball to enhance his creativity. Right. There are different skills that you would be working on and different life lessons that come about not from a creative side you're playing it is order and it's structure yeah and and it's and it's teamwork
4: and learning to play within that
0: things that you're working on and creatively you can work on that don't get me wrong I'm a pretty creative guy, Yeah. really supportive of things that right. are creative. That's really important to me. Right. I mean, so, in
4: essence, we're both in that kind of business. So let's just, let's highlight that kinda, right now. Yeah. It's
0: not like we're, we're rejecting all forms of creativity and right. say, no, everything needs to be rigid and structured. Right. And, uh, no, but there are time and place for that. And to sign them up for T-ball, sign them up for, you know, any kind of baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever yeah. it is, you're not there for its creativity. No. So I don't I, maligning creativity there by saying we're there or to say that you're stealing some of the joy that you'd have for his victory.
4: Right, that by the, I it,
0: want him to win, to in, in, experience that, yeah. to know that it's hard work that drives you to get to that victory and to experience that. Is the the ultimate joy that you'd have from it. I also
4: I also want to be there. I want to be there to explain to my daughter when she's got questions about why this happened or how that happened or why why was it when I hit that ball, the the girl was able to catch it, but the last two times they hit it to her, no one caught it. How is that? How is this a foul ball when I hit it here? I wanna I wanna answer that. And she's gonna have coaches that she can do that for. But in the meantime, the coach is wrangling all of the other kids, trying to keep score, trying to work with the umpire. And so at the end of the game, if she wants to ask me questions or if she wants to come over in between innings and ask me a question about it, I'm going to be supportive of that. I I think for me, one of the things that was uh, the the most, uh, for me, it was one of the most rewarding moments was when she, the first game of this tournament she was in and they had not experienced strikeouts all season. And then they get into this game and they're like, oh, by the way, you can strike out. She's like, what? How- what do you mean I only get, like, I should be swinging at every pitch so I can hit this? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Don't swing at every pitch. Like, wait for the pitch that, they've never had to wait for a pitch that yeah. looks good to them. They've just been fucking hacking. That's a whole hacking. different skill set. So, so the first time she struck out in this tournament, I thought uh, she's going to be devastated. Because she's going to be like, well, how does that, why did that happen? That's never. And she actually came right over to me and said, well, I got that out of the way. I was like, yes, that's the whole wow, point. Wow, that's great! And she did that on her own, but we had we had kind of talked about that. That just happens; it's a part of the game. We've we've watched enough baseball that she knows. But that's where you know if I'm if I'm not there to either support her in her win or her loss at the end of the game, and say, listen, there's here's how you bounce back from a terrible loss. Here's how you, or just even highlight for them. Second game of the tournament, they're down by four, five runs. Uh, they're down by four, five to win in the bottom of the the final inning and the, her team gets up there, and they just start fucking plowing hits. Boom, 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 boom. They end up coming back and winning by two runs at the bottom of the inning, and they win the game. And all I want to say to is, do you see, not not about the game part and how the hits happened, but do you see how you can be down, think you can't possibly win, and still come back and win? You guys gave it your all as a team, and you came back and won. That, I think, is important for a parent to have those discussions afterwards, rather than just go... Hooray for us, yeah. ice cream put you on my shoulders, way so, to go.
0: But if you if you weren't there. Right. And you just pick her up. You say yeah. I mean say you weren't there at all. Hey, how the game go? Oh, we won. Yeah. And then you're not going over necessarily how special that might be or going over right. that lesson that was learned.
4: Right. And to me,
5: that's that's an important
0: thing. I'm really disagreeing with this guy's uh, entire uh, flawed logic is what I'm seeing.
4: He's got about a minute left in this flawed logic. Let's see if we can follow.
5: We're not in the stands. The kids own the story. They get to tell us what went well and what didn't instead of us telling them from the front seat of the car ride home. Think about it. Compared to other parts of our children's lives, sports are bizarrely parent-centric. We don't gather in the back of algebra class and watch students solve quadratic equations. In music and dance and theater, we don't attend every single practice lesson and rehearsal. We just show up for an occasional performance, keep our mouths shut, and applaud like crazy when it's over. So here's a better idea, especially for the legions of paunchy, stressed out, middle-aged souls out there. Let's banish parents from youth fields, courts and diamonds and let's arrange for moms and dads to play soccer, softball, basketball, whatever themselves when their children have a game. Our kids would get more freedom, we parents would get more exercise and all of us would remember why we love sports. All right,
0: maybe I'm not enough of a contrarian (laughs) where I have to sit down and be like, you know what? This is conventional wisdom, and I am going to do a story that is the opposite of that.
3: Right, okay, exactly. I'm going to try and find all of these other
0: things where I could bend the twig back the other direction yeah. so I can come up and and, and assault our conventional wisdoms. So I will I, say, this,
4: in essence, you're not a Fox News watcher is what you're trying to tell me right now.
0: <laughs> For so many reasons. <laughs>
4: that that how just correct. one of them yes
0: because i you know being an educated tv <laughs> member, being chief of them but right, that's fine right 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 to say that we as parents are are all one direction are are all sitting there uh g- getting something from youth sports rather than it being about the child like you just said look i how many times have you picked up charlie Maybe it's just Zach. I don't. I don't know. You pick up Charlie. You say, "How was school?" Yeah. She goes on a field trip. And you say, well, "What was your favorite part?" Yeah. <clears throat> and she uh, does. She go on and on and on
4: uh she sometimes she she does sometimes I mean yeah sometimes she sometimes and sometimes I'll have you know deeper questions off of that like oh my my favorite part was when we got to to hold the iguana okay great that's what did that feel like what was that like for you sometimes she'll just like I'm she's at musical camp right now she's uh she'll she'll tell me all about the dance number that she learned what what she painted for sets uh what she was rehearsing and with the girls she was rehearsing with and she'll sing the song for me like I, I will get I won't be able to get a word in edgewise when I pick her up today from camp by the time I get home and I think that's great I don't have a problem with that, that it's
0: terrific uh, often when I'm talking to Zach I'll say you know uh, he went to the children's Museum at, mm-hmm. in, with his camp the other day I say okay well uh, what was your favorite part what it um I don't I don't remember <laughs>
4: <laughs> or I don't have one or or
0: uh, or all of it was great. <laughs> you know, is it? You know, so you try and find different angles. You know, all right. Well, what did you see first? You know, and then eventually we got around to they did some kind of weather dis- demonstration. huh. You know, so we learned wh- rain and you know, how lightning happened. And uh, all right, well, that do you think when uh, when it rains or lightning happens now that you'll be able to kind of understand it more? You won't be as scared when thunder hits. Is, well, maybe, and we'll kind of get into a discussion that way. But if I'm not there, yeah. I can't find the things that happen to try and encourage yeah, that's a good one point. lesson versus another. Cuz
4: you're cuz you're then you're digging for information at a point where chances are your kid might be by the time you get home might be onto something else, might have a chore to do or is fun or have friends that are outside as soon as you pull up that want to go out and play, but you don't get the whole concept. You only get parts of it. I mean, there are numerous times that it, during any school year that I hear about how how a test didn't go as well as she wanted to, and I try to ask her about it. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. And then I don't hear the details of it until I actually have the parent-teacher conference. And right. the teacher's like, no, that's nothing to worry about. She's great at blah, 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 blah. But in the meantime, I've got this kind of lingering concern, like, holy shit, is this something? I, do I need to get a tutor? I don't know what. I'm not sure what's going on, because she brought it up to me. Maybe there's an issue there, or maybe it's not. But since I'm not there, I don't know. I guess that's he's trying to say let the child have their lives themselves to that element and and let them bring what they think is important to you and have that conversation and i get that and i think that's a part of what for me as as a parent i want her to bring that part to me when she's done her softball game like you know what part did you really feel was your strength today where do you feel like you you needed to improve Uh, Or, hey, Dad, I did a really good job fielding today. Did you see that out I got? Yeah, that was fantastic. I think there's a part of them that they want you to see that. They want you, because, I mean, especially in in something that's so physical as baseball, and I imagine it's the same for soccer or volleyball or anything else anybody's playing, that there's an element that they they want to share with you the successes that they have. They want to share with you some of the failures that they have, but they're also looking for some input on a certain level. I'm not there to see... I mean, frankly, I have no fucking idea what they're teaching my kid math-wise at school because she comes back with these number charts and number lines, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. This is like... I'm looking at Sanskrit I have no idea what's going on here and the teachers will then send you that note saying whatever you do please don't teach your kids how to do addition the way we're doing it. I'm like, "Don't worry, I don't know what the fuck you're doing." It <laughs> won't be a problem. I won't I'll just try to stay away from math as much as possible right now, which is fine by me, but that's that, that's kind of where I feel like there's I understand that concept. I understand that element. I understand, you know, making helping the child develop into their own person and bringing that kind of problem or joy to whatever the conversation is and having that But I think that if we could be a part of it, and if we could see, especially on something that's so challenging as a a physical level for sports, I think that there's an element there that that the conversation should happen almost immediately afterwards so that they feel like they're getting an understanding of something. And if we can help with that as parents, because we have that relationship with them, I I don't see where the problem is.
0: Maybe that's because we're more engaged parents than uh, the average bear. Maybe. But, I mean, for just to say that all parents are just fat and doughy and sitting in the stands <laughs> and, and yelling at their kids yeah. and, and constantly guiding the conversation and telling them how to feel, how to think that that's maybe we don't understand that. Cause that's not what we do.
4: Yeah, I, perhaps that's it. Cause I, I I'm trying to think if I've even really seen that with, I, when we saw the tournament for my daughter, this, this past weekend, um, There was a dad who, while we were really the only, the third base side is where all the bleachers were because it was in the shade, which I'm thankful for. Um, And so both teams' parents were sitting on the bleachers and watching the game, which is fine. No problem with that at all. Um, I happened to be sitting next to the guy whose daughter was on the opposite team, and he was stressing out like nobody's business. Like I could hear him say to the person next to him, who I think was his mother, but I'm not sure, uh, about how his his daughter should keep the eye on the ball what are you doing don't take your eye off the ball don't like he's muttering it to her sort of angrily to the mom and and uh, make sure your eyes watch your base coach watch your base coach like he's muttering it to her he's not yelling it onto the field which i'm thankful for um but at times when she would come back to the dugout and then come over to say hi to him to get an, uh, a water or an orange slice or whatever the case may be he would kind of grab her by the forearm and just say watch the ball or watch your base coach and then go back, and that's the closest thing I can think of that I've seen to 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 what maybe this concern is for the the over aggressive kind of a concept. For me, it's maybe, just
0: maybe the the kids were a little more mature than the ones. Maybe. I was I was trying to get some of them to stop playing in the dirt. Yeah, and just and just pay attention to the ball that may come. Literally, it was just at first. Let's just pay attention. That's, yeah, that's,
4: that's it. what I'm asking for. Same thing for me. Everybody like, look. Charlie's practicing with his team, and I'm noticing that the way they've got it lined up, they've got a girl at third and a girl at short, and the, they're just hitting ground balls to so the girl at short. She throws it to third, and then they kind of rotate around, and everybody just, you know, goes in the next line yeah. behind whoever. And the girls in the line behind short are all sitting down, playing in the sand, in the infield, in yeah. the dirt, and throwing like one's trying to cover yeah. herself like she's at the fucking beach. And you just go, girls, you could get hit with a ball here. Let's just pay yeah. attention to what's going on.
3: Um, they'd
0: have the the, the the one of the earliest things we had to fight was not having all of them go after like a big screw,
3: yeah, right? Like right. the
0: ball would come rolling to shortstop. You'd have everybody from like <laughs> second, short, third, the pitcher, the catcher would come out, yeah. everybody's like, and then they like fight over the ball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just gotta that's the first part. You're yeah. like, Good, we're all looking, we're paying attention, yes, right? that's yes, first. yes, Now yes. Second, we've all paid attention, and now. Let your teammates field that ball.
4: Right here's <laughs> where your area is. You right. know that's here's your, your zone. Area,
0: this is your. These are the basics. But if we all just let them show up, and uh, you know, and again, it's not like we have Tony Larusa yeah. out there he, he <laughs> teaching them. It's like we're not all coming to you know the the uh, you know Arizona Sports Academy. Right,
4: right, 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 right.
0: We're all just regular parents that are. We're all just helping them out yeah. in a little league system. It, it, again, it, it it's not. It's not Buck Showalter right. giving them the fundamentals. Right, right. <laughs> so the faith that you might have in somebody else just has to be as far as, you know, the l- other librarian who's there.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. And, and, and I think with that all, there's got to be, the, I think, again, maybe we are the exception rather than the rule, but I'd have to say from my experience this past season, I didn't see a lot of, of these other kinds of parents but I I found that just kind of being there for them you know you could I could very well here's the problem I have I could very well be a parent sitting in the chair watching the gameplay and a ground ball goes to my daughter and I like the coaches like the players on her team uh, like the the coaches that are kind of standing behind them to make sure that they know where to throw the ball for the next play, they could all be yelling at her, throw to first, throw to first, and I could be yelling that too. But I feel like that's going to be a little confusing for her. I'd rather have her kind of think about it and figure it out. And then when she gets done with the game, we can talk about it a little bit if she wants to talk about it. Or I say, hey, that one play, how did that feel? That you know, did you were there too many voices in your head? Did you know where you were going to go with it? I'm going to have that post conversation with her to have that discussion rather than scream it out right there with 30 other voices telling her where to throw it and make that decision for her but maybe we're the exception in doing that cause maybe we're the exception we're not the rule yeah i'm going fuck him i'm going to every one of her games (laughs) yeah f him right in the ear right fuck him in his ear hole i am going to that game you can take you can uh, yes I saw you look at me when you said the doughy parents. I know what you're saying, and perhaps I should get involved in some other type of sport, but I will be there for my daughter's softball games for her in case she needs me and so that I can help her out in the long run. That's what I'm going to do, motherfucker. I think that's better off. Take your pink and shove it up your ass. That's what I'm going to say to Mr. Pink.
2: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
4: ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Notice how he had to go with a, like a reservoir dog's name so that nobody really knew who yeah, he right. was. That's that's the way he you goes. missed Mr. Pink. <laughs> Let's take a quick Mr. Brown
0: word. is on another job. <laughs>
4: Let's let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we've got some parenting hacks, and we'll take a journey into sound to find out where this comes from. Let's
2: get this over with as quickly as possible. There are children watching.
4: I don't think that came from Jared Fogle's house. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have been the case. We'll find out next or the Dad's Home podcast.
1: Clearly not metrosexual moment. Moment in history.
3: Andre the Giant. A man was born in a small farm town in France on May 19, 1946. Andre Rusamov came out of the womb as a full-grown man. That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but by age of 18, he was indeed over 7 feet tall and weighed over 300 pounds. Soon he became one of the most intimidating fighters of our time. Eventually, he got up to 7 foot 5, 500 pounds. If you saw him on the street today, you would be shocked because he's no longer alive. But he was a true man. He never would have fit into girly leather pants or a fuzzy little scarf with cute patterns on it. He used scarves for tube socks and pool covers as condoms. Andre the Giant only lost matches when he felt like losing. He only talked to people he felt like talking to. And he never, ever ordered his latte with soy milk. Here's to you, Giant. You're no metrosexual. When you used the word metro, you were talking about the subway. And you were on the subway because you couldn't fit in a car. This is. Lee Camp. For more funny crap, check out leecamp.net and sharkbaby.com. A naked man
5: mingles freely in a locker room. It's the Onion Radio News. I'm Doyle Redland. Bally Total Fitness patron Fred Littman, age 42, took an after-shower stroll today, casually greeting numerous men in the locker room, his flaccid penis and talcum-powdered scrotum in plain view. He socialized for approximately 15 minutes in a state of total undress. The buck-naked Littman then went on to sit in the most visible spot in the locker room and apply antifungal cream to his feet before finally putting on a towel. Doyle Redlin for The Onion Radio News, online at theonion.com.
3: Welcome back to the Dad's Home Podcast.
4: I'm Bauer, that is the sweet, nasty Chris Cause. We're in the midst of summertime, and if you've got kids, you have found that... um, at least so far in the summer, you probably have need to follow a couple of parental summertime hacks or or perhaps you have your own that you'd like to share with us. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash dad's home podcast or on Twitter at Dad's Home Podcast for parental summertime hacks. Now, uh, I found that Koss sent me an awesome link for like twenty nine summer parenting hacks that had some I thought some some very useful stuff in there, uh, and then some stuff that I would never fucking do. Ever. Never ever. They're,
0: I'm I'm looking over them right now, and I do I do like the uh, the do-it-yourself cereal breakfast station,
4: which is for for. Just These as are a, all on Buzzfeed, by the way. Yeah, the, Buzzfeed has this uh, link. We'll we'll post it at the uh, at the uh, website. Uh, Dad's Home They also have uh, along the
0: right hand side. There are a couple of other uh, things that they're buzzing about. Yeah, including the uh, House of Cards creator Hillary Clinton is the real Claire Underwood article, <laughs> where I I can only assume. That That is on no shit.com. Is that <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, you think so? No kidding. You think com. Huh. Um, I uh, if you say so, if you're oh, stunned, I never saw that one coming. Um, I will
0: say, I, I think one of my favorites on this entire list is the um, the. Put your valuables
4: in, in a the diaper. diaper. Yeah,
0: in the diaper and roll that up there. It looks like a dirty diaper, and nobody's coming near it. You
4: I know? have to say you know that what? is <laughs> one of the most out of out of a lot of the parenting hacks that I've seen. I don't know in the last six months that is a, a an original idea and B yeah. whoever f- fucking came up with that is brilliant. I I have seen that in numerous places and I've said to myself that's awesome, but it really I mean. It is such a good mind fuck. No one is going to, like, if you've got right? just a dirty diaper by your, I don't know, your blanket, wherever you're at, your, your umbrella, your your beach chair, and there's just this yeah. dirty diaper, my only concern is, is that there's going to be some fucking do-gooder at the beach. It's like, all right, I'll just uh, throw this away for them. And then you've got your phone, your wallet, and you have no idea where this thing went.
0: And you're like, that somebody actually stole the dirty
4: diaper. After, so, so you never thought, I mean, it, it actually went against every logical means you thought necessary in regards to starting this from the very beginning, and, and now they've thrown it away and you're fucked, because now you have absolutely your diaper, your phone, and you can't even call yourself to figure out where your phone is. Like, honey, just call me up. I'm going to go over to the garbage can and see if somebody put it over there. And then you you kind of have screwed yourself, because now you got to look through a garbage can with god knows actually honest to god yeah. filthy dirty diapers to try to beach. find yours at the beach to find the right dirty diaper. <laughs> right yeah. so while i think it's brilliant and i love the idea of it there's got to be it's got to be one of those things like they've got the picture of a dirty diaper just wrapped up on the sand i think you're gonna have to put it in your bag someplace just so in case anybody walks by and sees the bag they're not oh oh that's disgusting why would they put that diaper in there and it's not honest. And they've
0: got a twelve-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yeah, that's <laughs> the
4: other to so say you have to have a kid with you. You can't just have a dirty diaper for no reason. And it's it, like, we, if I all of a sudden have a dirty diaper, right? There's probably going to be some questions. And and, and and at what point do you like? You go, okay, so we've moved on. Our kids are a little bit older. We don't have the diaper thing to reflect on. How about we just make sure it seems like Dad's got uh, some depends. Let's use that. We can put everybody's wallet in it. Everybody's phone. Just put that in the bag. Let's get the bigger one so
0: everybody, the entire group, everybody. <laughs> There's 12 of us. Come on. We're all in here.
4: Uh, so cause likes the. Like
0: to... meeting, uh, it'll, it'll be like going uh, to chapel and uh, sons of Anarchy.
4: There you go. Uh, <laughs> cause likes the do it yourself. Breakfast station for kiddos on summer mornings. Which I think it's a great idea as well, where you basically just got like the, the cooler of milk that they can go to in the refrigerator, get it out. They can have all different kinds of cereal. It's like when we worked at EA cause they had cereal bars uh, there at EA where you could just kind of walk up, get Captain crunch, grab uh, a bowl, throw some milk in it. You're good to go. I agree with you on that one.
3: right
0: there. I, I uh, totally agree. Does uh does Charlie like milk on her cereal?
4: Uh, loves it. She she loves more milk than cereal.
0: Zach has tried it, not so much on having the milk
4: with. Is that cereal. right? He likes the dry think, cereal.
0: Well, no, it's because he he dawdles too long, and then the cereal gets all soggy. Soggy. Milk. Yeah,
4: gotcha. That makes sense. It's down to. Him. I uh, I do have to say that in my stoner days, I did dig uh, just some dry uh, Captain Crunch, just tossing that in the uh, in the old gullet. That <laughs> was a fun time I had by all. Uh, One of the ones that I did like and I hadn't thought about I don't know why it never hit me but the concept of baby powder to remove damp sand from the feet at the end of a long beach day is awesome. I just we my parents were in town for 4th of July weekend. Uh, We took them over on on uh, the night of 4th of July because the fireworks were the night before out here. Uh, So 4th of July night we went and took the kids to the beach showed my parents the local beach. had an awesome sunset down there, was walking the baby through the sand like I was holding her arms, and she's walking through the sand. And we're having fun. And then I get her uh, back to the car when we're getting ready to leave, and I'm trying to just wipe the sand, using wet wipes. I can't get the fucking sand off her feet. The shit's not coming off. It's it's, it's embedded in there, and I'm like, it, she's going to put it on her chair. It's going to be all over her there. I'm going to have to give her a bath. If you could just sprinkle a little baby powder and watch that shit fall off, I'd be thrilled huh. to death.
0: I never would have thought that that would work because I was looking at that going, I'd never do that.
4: I'm going to do that. I'm bringing, I am going <laughs> to go today. I'm going to put some baby powder in the car because we go to the beach often here. I'm going to do that.
0: Wow. Okay. Definitely. All right. Well, let me know how it works.
4: Uh, speaking of which, my parents were in town. They went to the, my, I, I was, that morning I had to get up and do a show at five o'clock in the morning. So I was drained. I was out. I stayed home with a baby to put the baby to bed while my, and I, God bless my wife, took my parents. My old parents and uh, and Charlie and took them out to the high school to go watch the fireworks show out there. This number five on the list: blow up a kiddie pool to keep blankets dry while watching fireworks or stargazing is tremendous. Like she would have, Charlie would have loved that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that that one, that one makes a lot of sense. The uh, make sure that you know the kid put the magnets on the outside of the cup.
2: Yep,
4: yep. So
0: they can always. That really only works if you have the refrigerator with the water yes in the cuz I, I, my son's not getting his own water yet right i don't know maybe we could work on that this summer
4: that's a, well, maybe
0: I, there's something else that's we're, a, all right go ahead
3: get your own water yeah
4: it's right there uh
0: then uh then that that might help you out i don't you know one thing i'm never doing is uh turning your deck into a giant game board
4: now listen i saw that one and i thought to myself nope that's kind of cool my my the problem for me and the reason i wouldn't do that is my a my deck is a little it's it's old it's warped i would have to really kind of refinish the deck element of it i like the concept of put laying down some duct tape or uh painter's tape or whatever it may be to create like a shuffleboard looking thing or, or rolling the dice they've got here like what game do you play you roll the dice whatever it lands on you kind of do that thing um to me that seems like fun and it's temporary enough like if you use the sidewalk chalk and all that but here's what i did instead i uh I made a cornhole game for Charlie. I literally grabbed the, the two by fours. I took out the chop saw. I got the plywood I made and went out and bought the professional beanbags cause. And, uh, and for a party that she had for the end of the school year, uh, we had a cornholing set as well as a disc golf uh, that I made with some PVC pipe. So, while I'm while I'm saying I would never fucking in my life make a PVC towel drying <laughs> yeah, station.
0: You're maligning the uh, the towel drying I'm, rack.
4: I'm literally, I made a golf, a frisbee golf set out of PVC pipe that I go, I probably used way more PVC pipe for the golf thing than it would have taken to build this towel drying rack. And I have a fucking pool. I have a built in pool. So I should have one of these things. And, and here's me uh, talking shit about it.
0: The pool side I mean, don't get me wrong, we have the pool too. Oh, I mean, our pool filter caught on fire two weeks ago. Oh jeez. So we haven't had a pool pump, filtered in the yeah pump, two weeks. Two weeks. In in the Florida sunshine. That's
4: yeah, awesome. So, it's a good time.
0: Uh luckily the guy came by to fish out the seventy two dead dragonflies. Well I,
4: I was gonna say I remember pools in Florida involving uh, a dead fish in the dead sorry, a dead frog in the uh, in the <laughs> if, you have filter, a, if you find a fish in that would be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Like, what bird dropped that into your pool? I would assume a
0: bird was carrying yeah. it and it dropped it.
4: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a giant frog that had bloated up to the size of the poolside the, the filter, side, pool side filter uh, that I had, to, I, of course, had to uh, pull out of there uh, because there was nobody else that was going to do that.
0: Uh, one little well, thing that... I had, to, uh, I had to catch a mouse for the first time.
4: Nice. How did that go? You had to catch a mouse? I have had, here's what I had to do. Uh, we had a cat for a little bit here. Oh, we, were, we were really cat-sitting more than anything else, and you know how I love cats. Couldn't wait to get rid of that fucking thing. Uh, And the cat uh, chased a mouse in the house, but was really, I don't know if she was just inept at catching the mouse or if she was just playing with it or whatever, but she's running at like two o'clock in the morning. I hear this fucking running noise in the living room. And I, of course, again, I have to get up. Nobody else is getting up. So I get up to go see what's going on. And the cat's just chasing this mouse behind a leather chair in the living room. I'm like, what the fuck? Get that thing. And I'm watching her. I'm just like, go get it. She's not getting it. It's I don't know, again, it, was she old? Did she have bad hips? I don't know what the fucking deal is. So I had to go grab a giant, like my giant heavy glass beer mug, like my pint glass. Um, okay. And I'm like, I'm just going to trap this thing and then I'm just going to eschew it out of the door. And so I go and I put the, as soon as the cat kind of bats it once, I go to put the thing down and um, at two o'clock in the morning, my aim wasn't tremendous. And as I'm putting the pint glass down, it half of it is on the body. The other half is snap the neck of the mouse right there. Oh! No. Uh, and the mouse was just dead on impact, uh, and then I was well, able to pick the mouse. So I actually had to fucking kill the mouse. The cat wasn't doing it, but that's uh, that was my first mouse hunt.
0: Well, our dog had nothing. To, he
4: nothing to do with wanted it. Wanted nothing to do with this yeah.
0: thing. But uh, no, I bought the I bought the traps. Yep. But not the not the full metal spring. These are like the plastic. You never have to touch them. And mouse.
4: then they trap on the inside. Yes.
0: It- it was like half and half. I won't even say it was oh boy. the inside. Oh, boy. This was more like, and then I, I bought the uh the little, uh the cheesy bait substance.
4: Okay. Apparently. Wait, there's, there's a cheesy this, bait substance?
0: There's a cheesy bait substance that they sell right next to the traps there at the store. And, uh, yeah, you put the, and there's like even a little spot. So it's this black, it, uh, imagine a clothespin. Okay. But like a thicker plastic version okay. of it. And then on the inside, it's got like this little uh, little yellow surface. Okay. That if that gets touched, then the top of the trap snaps down. So gotcha. You put the little cheesy bait like substance uh, in the container that right. says bait, it's bait. Got a big arrow that points to So the you
4: know where it's where supposed to go. You're not, exactly. you're not You're confused about that. Gotcha.
0: So you put that, and then uh, so I put them out one night, nothing happened. It's a pack of two. Mm. Uh, nothing happened. I was, but I tried to strategically hide them. Yeah. So Zach wouldn't, you know, like yes. get up in the morning and find it. Yes. So then I said, all right, I know the better path. I said, so all right, Jeanette, I'm going to uh, go to bed. And I put the right in the path. Yes. That I thought where it would find it. Okay. The dog wanted nothing to do with it. So uh, did that. I, like an hour later, Jeanette wakes me up and she goes, mouse, trap. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it. What do you, what, we'll just go throw it
4: out. That's what it's for. It's I'm not a, supposed it. to be all self contained. You just pick up the plastic part and toss it, right? You do,
0: well, you know what? You can keep the trap. Oh, okay. Because again, it's like the clothespin. You just pick it up from the outside. You got half a mouse trapped on the other side of it. And you just hover it over the trash can, open up the trap, boom. Gotcha. And uh, no, that's how I dispose of it.
4: Gotcha. <laughs>
0: but I- again, the, the, it was very effective. It, boy, it just knocked it.
4: I yeah. went. I, I had some of those before, and uh, and they seemed to work fairly well. And then I tried to use them here, and the fucking mice were like, "I'm not getting near that giant plastic thing. There's no way I'm not getting anywhere near that thing." <laughs> they're more savvy. They're more savvy. There, maybe Here's maybe how fucking. They're more educated. Here's That's... how savvy my mice are. So I use the old school trap. Right. I got the the little uh, hmm. wood plywood base, and it's got the full yeah, yeah, metal. Yeah, Because yeah. if Spring that, on it, yeah. yeah, if that thing snaps, it. I mean, it's it, it's it taking fingers off. <laughs> and uh and in one drawer in the kitchen, there's just one drawer these fuckers go to. And we had napkins in there at one point, and they just shredded all the napkins up. And and, uh, and so I've been putting it in there. And with the guy who handles pest control at the house, it comes by numerous times and he lays traps down in the basement. He said, just put a little peanut butter. Just grab a little peanut butter, Ah. like from the peanut butter jar, put it right on that trap there, set it, you're ready to go. Those fuckers will eat the peanut butter off without setting the trap. (laughs) How? I don't know. It's not like I put a, it's not like I've got the crunchy peanut butter where there's a giant hunk of Peanuts where they yeah, can just yeah, kind yeah. of swipe it off carefully. I don't know how they're doing it, but every time I load that trap, the, I go back and the trap is empty, no peanut butter, and it hasn't been set at all. There's no, no snapping, no nothing. Those little fuckers, I don't know how they're doing it. It pisses <laughs> me off. And then I go, I'm sorry, and I have a couple of others laid relatively close, like on the same area of the cabinet there, and they don't get to any of those, and those ones still have peanut butter, so they're just going to this one. They're getting all their fill. they like, fuck this. I don't have to come back for a week now. And then when yeah, I do come bro, back, up. I'm just going to get some more peanut butter and uh, take it easy. This thing ain't snapping me for shit. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mousetrap. Very kind of you.
0: <laughs> F you, Mousetrap.
4: Fucking Mousetrap. Uh, one of the things that actually did come up this weekend um, is uh, uh, we ran out of Bubbles. Uh, Charlie, when she went to the Ooh. 4th of July thing, got one of those bubble guns that you can, br- yeah. and, and yeah. it ran out of bubbles, and so we were all, my mom, Kim, all of us were having a discussion where, isn't it just, can't you just put like soap. dish soap and water, according to to, to this uh, this hack, yes. it's, uh, it's water, dish soap, cornstarch, baking powder, and glycerin.
2: That's chumbacasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Makes how much
0: glycerin do you have in well, your house? Uh,
4: that's a very good question. Um, I <laughs> for all the catheter use. I'm pre- that you have. <laughs> pretty sure. Wait, does lube count as glycerin? Can I? <laughs> Depends on the lube. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to investigate that further because me. <laughs> Daddy, why do these bubbles? Inch. Why do these bubbles spell like cinnamon? I don't know what that's. <laughs> Oh, is Cinnamon here?
3: (laughs) She was coming. (laughs) Good times right there. Let's party without Cinnamon.
4: (laughs) Once again. Oh, that's a good time.
3: I
0: do like the... uh, I both like and and think, no, that'll never work. The fitted sheet at the beach to keep the sand off? Yes. Because... You're still at the beach. The sand gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. I mean, it's it's nothing just admirable, but come on now.
4: Yeah, I feel like uh <laughs> whatever the minute a kid jumps, like it's happy jumping up and down, or it's cold, wants to get the the blanket, the the, the towel wrapped around them, whatever any kind of jumping up and down cause, that's just it. You're gonna get sand everywhere. There's nothing you can do about it. Forget it. It's it's everywhere. It's uh it's everywhere. Uh lastly, and I just I would suggest this uh that I see on the list here it was number twenty-two. Beat boredom with pre-labeled activity sticks. I know that they've got some of those games where you can roll dice, you can do whatever it's gonna be. You know, you've got yeah. the book, the handbook for activity things. I would I don't have this, but I would love for this to happen because there are numerous times where uh where Charles goes, what am I gonna do now? And she's a great reader. She's totally into reading this summer and, and getting into her reading stuff, but to have something else to do when it's raining, because it's been literally raining here for like the last three days. Uh and she's like, What what am I gonna fucking do? What am I gonna do here? Um, to me. That would be awesome to have. And then the kid side of me would have loved to have your own soap boat racetrack. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Soap boat racetrack. Yeah. Where you can create, like I used to take, when I would, when I was as a kid, I remember walking home from school and seeing like after a nice big rain, you'd have like the the creek that was a little bit higher and it had a nice flow yeah, yeah. to it. And we would just, I would try to find something that looked like a, a piece of wood that I could call like a boat, or we would take these, um, the parts of the plants, uh, like weeds that looked like, um, like a long pointed nose and had a bulb on the end of it. And we just put it in there in the creek and just watch it just take off down the way. I don't know why I fucking stupidly. I just loved that shit when I was a kid doing the gutter as well. Like you'd put a popsicle stick in the gutter and just watch it kind of shoot down the gutter until it went to the, uh, the drain this, if I could have like with a hose, like a water slide for a soap boat and you could like kind of carve the soap boat up, that'd be sweet. I would love that. I would love for that to happen. Charlie would love that right now if I could do that for her. Well, I think I'm going to have to.
0: Zach might like that. I don't know. I, 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 we put him in summer camp. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah well, it's, <laughs> that's really...
4: So did we. You know, and to I, fight
0: boredom. I mean, that's,
4: <laughs> that's definitely the truth. That's 100% true. I've done that uh, as well because of that very reason. So, uh, those are those are the hacks that I like the best. I think the fitted cheat concept—you're going to—they're going to walk over. Like if you have the yeah. four corners, you've got a, a cooler, you've got a bag, whatever—that's kind of keeping the fuck that the kids are going to walk over and get into it. Guess what you're going to get? Sand. How's that sand. not going to happen?
0: Yeah, and I mean, no amount, no amount of baby powder is going to keep that sand. From no,
4: the no, sheet. it's going to be in there. Your best—you can't just coat the thing with baby powder and hope that it doesn't stick. You're going to have to shake it out, just like everything else you would do there. Um, that said. Your parenting, summertime parenting hacks, if you've got one you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear about it. On Twitter, at Dad's Home Podcast, Facebook.com slash Dad's Home Podcast. Uh, we'd love those kinds of summertime hacks that you guys could share with us as well. So, cause I told you, you might get you might get either motivated or pissed off, I'm not sure which one, by this. Get this over with as quickly as possible. There are children watching. Let's find out why as we take a journey into sound. This is a journey into sound. So I thought this was going to be one of those um, YouTube series, like a television show on YouTube that you could watch, right? Like you would get like if it were sitcom, like a 22 minute episode or perhaps even a 30 minute episode on YouTube of somebody creating their own television show that they were hoping eventually would be picked up or was good enough to become the next big thing for the next ballers on HBO. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But what this is, is a, it's, a, it's a show that right now is trying to be crowdfunded, called one-on-one. On one. And it's about, this is why I think we're going to like, I like the concept of it, and I watched the trailer of it numerous times. The concept is guys like us, dads like us, cause who want to relive some of their, their youthfulness. In this particular case, one and done happens to be about these parents, these dads' love of basketball. I just got crushed.
2: In a game of horse by an eight-year-old kid. Do I even look like the same man you married? Oh, honey, of course not. That was twenty years
5: ago.
3: You smell like twenty years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
2: play again. Can't we just get drunk like normal old people, man? I mean, let's form a team and play basketball again like in high school. Tournament setup asks us to choose a division: uh, competitive or recreational.
0: Is there one below recreational? Sedentary mouth breathers.
4: Mouth breathers. And, uh, and then they, they, they actually have held on to their old basketball uniforms to the point where they were playing at what appears to be some sort of a Catholic school, um, some type of basketball there, and they're going to compete in tournaments in their old uniforms from the 70s.
2: We are the mother of the gospel. Yeah. The teams used to fear us. Who? Oh.
5: Well, teams. So you know, I don't remember the, who.
4: Tough to remember those teams that feared you sometimes when you play on a shitty basketball team. And uh, and and the last part, the very end of it of the trailer, which there's there's so many good things within the trailer that I I want to see this, and they're trying again, they're trying to to crowdfund it, crowdsource it. I, I understand they've raised some amount of money for it already. They have, once you've donated, near as I can tell, once you've donated, then they will send you a password so that you can access these six episodes or so that they've already put together and seen. And I, I'd want to see this, like just in watching the trailer, I'd go, I would watch the show, be it Netflix, be it HBO, wherever it would go. Yeah. It would seem like it would be interesting to me. Uh, this is the very, the very, very end of it, which I just love this line.
2: Let's get this over with as quickly as possible. There are children watching.
4: That's the way one and done kind of wraps up their trailer. We'll post the trailer for everybody to see at uh, dadshomepodcast.wordpress.com. But I, I felt like you on the heels of just writing, you know, your pilot, and, and yeah. we were talking about that a little bit ago. Uh, and maybe, maybe it's motivational to think about the elements therein, what these guys were, were able to do with theirs, or maybe it just pisses you off. You're like These fucking guys not only produced it, but now they got out there getting some crowd, they're getting some money no, coming I their mean, direction. I,
0: you hear all those stories. They are. They're motivational. You, you see, like, well, you know, as, uh, as the great Anthony Hopkins said yes. in, uh, in the movie The Edge, yes. if one man can do, another can do.
4: Yes. What
0: one man can do, another can do. Yes. So uh, you see that and you go, well, that could work. I thought that was it's Bruce Jenner. I, that
4: wasn't Bruce Jenner. I, thought for I some believe reason, that's
0: what one man can undo.
4: That, you know, that's exactly, you were right. I'm sorry. I had that do and undo thing was that's, very confusing to me. Uh, Yannette Garcia. I think it's Garcia. Are you familiar with the name Yannette Garcia? No. Uh, you should. You should try to familiarize yourself with... Now, this is not a Yannette as in, like, it's it's Cheech Marin trying to say Janet. Like, oh, Yannette. It's not like that. Although, you would hear that because Yannette is about the hottest weather girl that you have ever seen, specifically oh. on Mexican television. And she's so hot that over here... I mean, it's just amazing. People are going, not pictures everywhere. There are YouTube clips of her, just a montage of her. I don't even know what the fuck she's saying. I have no, but it doesn't matter because what she's wearing matter. is really the important part. And just to highlight this, a guy from Australia... Uh, An Aussie who reviews things on YouTube all the time did a review and you'll just hear him intermittently as he's talking about her and Whatever she you'll just hear him go. Oh fuck And it's when she turns around just shows her ass in this really tight skirt He just randomly has these little things he throws in but let's listen to a little review of his thoughts of Yannette Garcia
0: Even if I did know Spanish and she told me that a freak tidal wave approaches I'd be like so what? I'll live. It, it's no worries. I have a snorkel. She could tell me climate change is, oh, fuck, <laughs> uh, real. I'd be like, what do I have to do?
2: She could be saying, stock up on tin food, get plenty of bog roll, protect your family, and I'd, no, nah, I would jump into action. She'd make me approach the
4: apocalypse with a can-do attitude. She's that amazing, cause. Wow, Janette, that's quite the list of with, the accolades. With a Y, Yannette Garcia. Everybody, do yourself a favor. Again, I'll I'll, uh, I'll post uh, some of the links that I found for her videos on uh, on dadzonepodcast.wordpress.com, but it's distinctively worth a watch. To wrap things up here on our journey into sound, um, I sent this link to you. I didn't hear from you if you'd seen it or not, but I'm going to bring it up anyways, which is a sort of I uh, I don't know what you call it. It's an episodic... YouTube about dads. It's it's a it's a small clip from dads talking as dads. When we see dads, when we show up to a park with our kids, and you see two dads talking, this is supposed to be some of that insight as to way dads discuss things with each other. This one in particular about Father's Day.
5: Don't eat mulch, baby.
1: That's what babies do. You're a big girl now. She's like a fucking goat. She's like an ugly shaved black goat. She's like a filthy junk drawer. Happy Father's Day. Is it Father's Day? My wife gave me a shitty tie and a listless hand job while the boy was taking a nap. I'm guessing it's Father's Day. I didn't give shit. It sounds like Father's Day. The ideal Father's Day present for me is a stack of porn, case of beer, and to be left alone. The ideal Father's Day present for me a day without Bravo. I wanted a coupon book where each coupon says, you may now turn off the view. You know the flaming fucking hoops I had to jump through for Mother's Day a month ago? I had to take out a loan. all the nonsense I bought that woman. I had to cook breakfast. Buy flowers. Buy a present. Presents. Spa day. Girls night out. Nails did. Hair done. And I don't get shit for Father's Day. Maybe when you go home, she'll be naked sitting on a brand new rider mower. I don't want her dirty ass on my new rider mower. She needs to put clothes on. It's unsanitary. She's killing the resale value of your imaginary new rider mower. I would never sell my imaginary rider mower.
4: (laughs) Those guys, that video and the the series of videos are just simply dad holes. And uh,
0: (laughs) they are kind of dad
4: holes. they They are totally dad holes. I wouldn't say that every father has that conversation to that extent. It seems like they've kind of unloaded a lot of information in that little fifty-eight <laughs> seconds. Uh and I would again I wouldn't say that this is every dad out there having these discussions, but I love how they've thrown everything into it. It's a fucking two minute kitchen sink of what dads complain about to a certain extent.
0: <laughs> I don't want her dirty ass on my <laughs> imaginary runner. This is the
4: best line, isn't it? <laughs> She's killing the resale value of your Rider mower.
0: <laughs> imagine I wouldn't sell my imaginary Rider mower.
4: <laughs> they have and there's only right now I believe if I'm correct. I'm just looking to check and see. There's really like only five five episodes of Dad Holes that are out right now and some of them go back like in, into 2014. Uh but <laughs> I think they're fucking hilarious. Like, here's one. Two dad They set we up a different. Reach
1: out see if they want to come on to the show.
4: I tried. I sent. I literally sent oh, an email okay. to okay. one of the dads, and I'm waiting to hear back. Don't I'm hoping the that there will be.
1: Baby, do not eat the grass. I see you, sweetie. Yes, you're in the bounce house. Oh, that's good bouncing. You're a good bouncer. Who has a bounce house? Why they just call it Casa Del Concussion? Why they just call it, I'm a fucking idiot dad, I'm gonna go in here, I'm gonna show off, I'm gonna seriously hurt myself, and ruin the birthday party. God, I hate theme parties. They're worse than baggage claim. They're worse than potty training. They're worse than Bravo. Nothing's worse than Bravo. You know who has theme parties? Yeah, gay men and women over 30. And new parents. My stupid wife wants to front shit out another one of these time suckers. <laughs> no, do to let her do it. She keeps forgetting to take her birth control pill. Pills. So does my girl. It's just one pill. You take it every day. It's one pill a day. They should make birth control pill red wine. They never forget to take that shit. <laughs> Could you imagine if there was a birth control pill for men? Oh, I'd chew it like bubble gum. I'd keep it on a candy dish on my coffee table. Why oh, don't they have birth control pills for men? It would end the human race. It'd be so worth it. No hitting. No hitting, sweetie. Don't eat the grass, baby. Remember what daddy said? That's what cows do. What's your daughter's name again? Jessica. God, she's ugly. (laughs) Some days I don't even want to look at her. What's your son's name? I don't care. (laughs) My wife named him something stupid that means something to her and her dumb family. I wanted to name him something epic, like Epic, or North, or Hawk, or J.R. McColton. Yeah, she would never let those slide. She shouldn't. They're terrible names. Oh, look, here comes the cake. No hitting. No hitting. No hitting. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking brilliant. It's quick! I'll it's give you quick. that! It's fast! No, hit. mm. no hitting! Marrier, pal. Oh, although I wish you were a hot mom or a sexy nanny who loves keeping secrets. <laughs> Which one of these adorable little parasites is yours? The black one. That makes sense. <laughs> don't eat the sand. Do not eat that sand. No hitting! No hitting! There's my guy. See the little boy who hit a baby? Oh on. <coughs> I don't care. <laughs> my wife knows that shit. You, your boy's a handsome lad. Thanks. She's actually a girl. It's my daughter. Oh my god. Yeah, her hair just refuses to grow. Is that a Star Wars t-shirt? Guess what? Her favorite one's Attack of the Clones. That's the worst one. It's awful. By a lot. Have you tried Octonauts? Yep, nothing. I enjoy Octonauts. How about uh, Scuba Dots? Hate. Bubble Guppies? Hate. Hate. Dora? Hate. Diego? Super hate. Jake and the Neverland Pirates? Hate. Sophia the First? Hate. Yo, Yo, Gabba, Gabba? Yo, Haiti hates it. She hates <laughs> them all, but she loves the Star Wars. It's awful. It's my personal hell. What's her name? Jessica. Well, that's good. She has a real name. Yeah. I hate these parents who name their daughters after cities. Oh, Brooklyn, God. London. You may as well name the girl Will Do Anal. All right. I feel like if you get a name like that. You have to move to that city and start sucking dicks for a living. Exactly. I'm so glad I have a daughter. I know I would raise the hottest slut. What's your wife do? Spend my money. Why well, about you? I'm not married. What? How is that possible? That's my girlfriend, and I forgot to pull out, so. Forgetting to pull out is how babies are (laughs) made. She she didn't trick you into asking her? Oh, God. That's
4: my little mistake over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. It is so completely worth it to just, you'll spend two minutes practically crying at how funny and how quick they are about that. And that's your journey into sound. This is a journey into sound. Yeah, I I've asked cause I'm hoping that uh, I'm gonna try again. I'd like to reach out to those guys. I I reached out via email and then I think I reached out again via Twitter because there's a Twitter account for Dad's Holes and uh, Dad Holes. Hey,
0: hey, you have an opportunity for free publicity.
4: You say fuck that. I, I would think so. I and one of the guys. If oh, what fucking movie? I was just watching a movie. Oh, uh, the Duff. Whatever they call it, the whatever the thing is that they call it the yeah. Duff or whatever it is. The, Designated ugly fact friend. Yeah, the 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 white guy in the Dad Holes was in that movie. He had a big role in that movie. Um, uh, and uh, and so that's if you saw that, you might know you might know who he is. You might know him uh, from that level of uh, sort of a comedic improv actor. But Dad Holes is something you have to check out on, on YouTube by all means. No, I will. That's it for us, cause uh, again, we would appreciate you sending us your summertime uh, incredible summertime hacks. Unless of course, you know, it involves a lot of work for Cos I to do. Whatever the least amount of work is. It is summer, for Christ's sakes. Try to tone no down. PVC, Pat yeah, I don't wanna have to put like pipe glue and shit like that. Let's just make it you just wanna have to clean up a deck for the next 15 weeks to try to make it look suitable before fall kicks in. Please send us those hacks at Dad's Home Podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com slash dad's home podcast. Until next week for Cause myself. See ya. The
3: memory of my angel could never cause me pain